creative journey is not an easy one. We're here to help. The Lightning Rod is a safe space to talk about branding, marketing, business, and the creative industry. Today's episode is hosted by Tammy and Min. Man, oh man, it is good to be back with everybody. Yeah, we're back together. The winners. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So it's been almost actually more than a year since our first episode on yeah. how to find style. Yeah, that's why we launched season two where we're doing shorter episodes and we answer questions, I guess, right off the bat. We don't even go into too much detail. We just answer the questions. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, we wanted to revisit this episode just because it was one of our most popular ones and one of the most relevant questions that we still get from people in the industry, from students, everyone in between, how to find style. Yeah. So last time around, we talked about what media did you consume and who are your influences? What do you like to draw and what kind of clients are you trying to attract? And have you tried working in your field? And do we feel the same about them? And where can we go from here? And what have we learned in our creative journeys after one year of using these practices ourselves, meditating on them, and just kind of revamping how we think about style? Yeah. So let's go back to uh, that first bullet point. What is the type of media that you consume? I still think that this is a relevant point because the media that you consume will also influence what kind of industry that you want to go down. Maybe not That's fair. Not not all the time because I do love comics, but I'm not I'm not necessarily a comic book artist per se. But I still get a lot from the comic book world. And I think you mentioned that in the first episode and it's likewise for me as well where I feel like this is so standard. So if you don't know what type of media you consume first what are you to do in the future of your creative career if you don't know what you consume first of all you know exactly and for me i'm really big into visual development i'm really big into that world so for visual development that's concept art for animation for film for cinema so i watch a lot of live action movies because mm. i think it's really important to study real life for animation so i consume a lot of that and that really influences my storyboarding a lot of the techniques I've learned from Quentin Tarantino films, from Wes Anderson films, mm -hmm. I like to encompass into my work um, in terms of storyboarding. Now, in terms of like my actual drawing style, I would say I look at a lot of influences. And I think after a year of really meditating on this process, the biggest change I would make to my second point is who are your influences? I would say it's really important to find those influences of yours and do master studies mm -hmm. of their work. And I think I'm going to have a whole episode on just how to do a master study properly. But for a master study, it's you're just taking the illustration or if you're in film, you take their camera shot, et cetera, et cetera. And you just try to mimic it. again. And this is not plagiarism in that you're learning and you're not claiming it as your own work. That's the biggest difference is that you're just taking their illustration, taking their graphic design or just taking their technique and that you're trying to imitate it because you're trying to learn how they came to those creative conclusions. So if possible, you should try to find on YouTube, some artists will actually post like their speed paintings or mm -hmm. their processes. They'll even sometimes list the Photoshop short keys that they use. Try to really recreate their drawings. Yeah, on that too, I think it's so important to find different influences. So if you know you worked specifically in this field, 
find other ones so that you understand the whole scope of it without having like a tunnel vision of just one direction. Absolutely. Having multiple ones is a good thing. It's not necessarily always a bad thing because I know a lot of people will say like, well, it's too many, too many opinions or too many different types of art flows, creative juices, whatever is too many different ones. Right. But I think the more that you have, the more choices that you have and you get to learn from more, more areas. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Like, don't I just just don't stay in one field. So if you're really into 2D design or mm-hmm. if you're really into anime, try to also branch out and look at other elements from other works of art, because I promise you that anime and 2D and 3D art, they all draw from reality. Mm-hmm. They all draw from even comics. They all draw from each other. All art is intersectional with one another yep. to some way, shape or form. You just don't know where you're going to end up with whatever skills you learn from each field. Exactly. It and it's never wrong to be well-rounded. Yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah, for point number two, I would do an add-on to it and say, yes, find your influences. Try to do master studies of their work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, give, if you post it online or post it on Instagram, always cite your sources, always tag them. And I'm sure that's appropriate enough for, like, social media. But if you ever claim it as your own, that's where we get into problems. Mm-hmm. But just learning their techniques like let's just say hypothetically there's an artist that i like and actually there is an artist i really enjoy i just study their clouds mm. and that's the only thing i really like of theirs and then there's another artist in a similar style but slightly different where i just love how they render their hands mm. and there's another artist i like how they render hair so i'll just take kind of like a frankenstein monster mm-hmm. and like just kind of like oh i like these clouds like piecing from here. It. Yeah, yeah just kind of piecing it together but after doing multiple master studies to see if I can even do it and then learning from those. And that's how I kind of build my own style. Love it. Yeah. So I try to do at least five master studies a week and they don't have to be very long. They have to be like, maybe I time myself at 15 minutes and that's kind of where I stop. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I like, I'll go into more detail and I'll highly render those. But I try to do about five a week. If I'm really ambitious, I do like maybe 10, but you shouldn't do more than 10 I think if you're busy and you are a student you have other work to do yeah for sure they should be quick I think point number three how do you like to draw or what do you like to draw I think that's pretty similar to uh the influence part and not only in the drawing aspect but also like in other things what are things you like to see what are things you like to consume um outside of media Mm -hmm. so I think I think my point still stands on that one as well I think that's important I think if I had to really revitalize this asking yourself what you like to draw. I think the only add-on I would give is sometimes we kind of create a boundary for ourselves, and we only draw, like, let's just say, I know this one girl, she only draws like mermaids, you know, Mm. or not only, but that's kind of the primary thing that she draws. And there is definitely a market for there. She makes the cutest stickers and buttons. Mm. But I would also say, think about things that I struggle with drawing. That would be interesting. Because liking something and drawing something and being really good at it there's definitely a market for you Mm -hmm. but to grow i think your style and to grow and expand your horizons and your borders i think if i were to add on to number three what do you like to draw slash what do i struggle with drawing? Mm. that's actually a really interesting point because we're also talking or we're also moving into this phase as a company on branding as well so Style versus branding is not necessarily the same, in my opinion. Branding is like your overall style is definitely like what is the core concept that is sellable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
that's not to say that every single thing that you produce needs to be sellable. So the things that you struggle with, they don't have to be put out on the market to exactly. sell. It could be just self-practice. It just could be something that you always wanted to achieve. Like, for example, your clouds. Maybe you were never good at clouds, but now you're studying it. You're doing master studies to see how you can do better at those. And they may never be sellable. Maybe you don't ever want to sell them, but you're getting better at it for future purposes. Yeah. And that's actually how it was when I first started drawing clouds. Mm. And really hyper-realistic clouds is something I see a lot in a lot of concept work. And that's something that I always struggled with. And yeah, my first six months of drawing clouds, I was pretty awful. But I think after six months of just doing master studies of different artists and visual development styles, I got really pretty damn good at it to the mm-hmm. point where I started art directing student films. Yeah. And you don't know where that can take you. So for me right now, my big goal for 2020 is I really struggle with mechanics and like anything kind of mechanical or anything very geometric, like mm-hmm. buildings and railroads, anything like cars, trains, motorcycles, anything along those lines, I do struggle with. And I especially struggle with perspective. So my big goal for 2020 is to really get better at that. I attest to that because I don't think I've ever seen you draw those kind of things. Yeah. And Maybe I, because it wasn't your comfort zone. It wasn't my comfort zone. And I think for point number three, what do you like to draw? I think I just kind of said, I'm a character designer. I'm a prop designer. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I set that unnecessary barrier for myself, mm-hmm. which really, I think, hindered my growth. And I think we've all done it. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, but it's mm-hmm. definitely something that you need to correct immediately. Yeah. And especially if you want to do things outside of, like, say, animation, drawing, illustration, etc., cetera, uh, design, too. So there's a lot of people out there who just kind of brand themselves. I'm just a logo designer. Well, there could be more to that. Maybe at the end of the day on your website, what you sell is logo designs, but it's, there's no shame to selling or not selling, but practicing on other things too. Yeah. And I know so so many logo designers who are so terrified of after effects. Yeah. You know, I'm one of them. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're they're terrified of it. And it is honestly such a powerful tool that can take it to the next level. So yeah, it's incredible. Just to um, put a final pin on that, Mm -hmm. I would say, what do you like to draw? What do you also struggle with drawing? Mm -hmm. And practice that, work on that. And I promise you, your style will emerge from it. And if not, if that's not a helpful advice, at least you're getting better in some way, shape, or form. Sure. And I think the final point that we said, it was like a two-part one. It was, what kind of clients do you want to attract? Mm-hmm. And have you tried working in that field? Yeah. I think they're closely related. They're closely linked. And I still stand by what I said with um, that point about what kind of clients do you want to attract? Because yes, your clientele will affect the work that you produce. Mm -hmm. If you want to go into Magic the Gathering, kind of Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. feeling, that has a very different shape language, rendering style than Steven Universe. Mm -hmm. Those are two completely different industries. So I think you should really consider the kind of clients that you want. Because for me, I really love Magic the Gathering. I love D&D. I love World of Warcraft. But that might not be the industry for me. because that's not my style per se. It's hard for me to render that. And frankly, I don't really know if I can. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love Magic the Gathering, as much as I love that universe, I don't think that's for me. Mm -hmm. Even though that is a media that I consume, now I'm starting to weed it out and think, this is the media I consume. And this is the media that I consume with the art that I like. Yep. That's really good. It's like, um, it's a true update in life because a year ago we were just like pushing toward like, you know, finding all these influences, finding all of your starting points. But now that we've been practicing on those starting points, 
we're in a better position. We're able to, like you said, weed out what doesn't necessarily fit us anymore exactly. and work on the things that do fit us and take our business up higher. Yeah, for sure. I a hundred percent think that, yeah, just this last year alone, I've learned so much about art and just how to find a style and how to hone that in. Mm-hmm. And have you tried working in that field? I a hundred percent stand by it. Actually, I have virtually no revisions to this point mm-hmm. is I cannot stress the importance of working in a field. It doesn't matter how low the job is and it doesn't matter what position, as long as you get that foot in the door. And I, and I still stand by our point that we made last time is that we do come from a place of privilege where we could take on an internship that doesn't pay. Sure. And, but I understand for a lot of our listeners that might not be the case. Mm -hmm. So try to do it within your means. If you can afford to take on a position that you feel like you get more experience out of, then by all means do it. But if you can't, and you have to do it as a side hustle, I still say pursue. Yeah. Pursue. I mean, I've learned in 2020 as well. We, everyone on our team currently still has to work their own, you know, side or not even side jobs, their main job in order to feed what they do here at the creative folks. So myself included. So on, on that note, it's just so important to know your boundaries. How bad do you want it? If you want it that bad, then you're going to you're going to work for it. You're going to feed that hustle. You're going to feed that hustle. Shameless, uh, (laughs) shameless tagline. Yeah. And I've been just teaching a lot of people that this year or this past year, um, a lot of them are in this bind where like, I have to work a retail, but I really want to be in video production or I really want to be in the design world. There's room for you in those worlds. It's just, do you want it bad enough where you're going to get into that world? And it's frankly kind of, I mean, it's hard to say, and it's an unpopular opinion, but it's kind of on you to really make it work. Yeah. Yeah, It's, really a hard thing to do and it I struggle with it a lot mm-hmm. but it's definitely a creative struggle for a lot of people yeah. and no one's going to be there to take you into that world so you have to make the door for yourself to step into there so I highly encourage working in that field even if the job is low as shit or it's no pay whatever the circumstances do the best you can within your means of course there was obviously something that not, we you know, definitely talked about in my industry called the snowball effect where it's kind of like, you know, at first it's like a, a snowball just rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. It's going to start off slow. You're going to have slow work, even if it's freelancing, just mm-hmm. slow, slow, slow. But then it's going to build up as your resume builds and builds and builds and builds. Snowball's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it makes huge waves, Yeah, you know? So, and then you can build a snowman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just think that my closing point for that, I have no revisions. I actually highly encourage that step as the final step after you've done those master studies, after you've really worked and tried to hone in your skills to a level that you feel comfortable enough, Mm -hmm. try to find work in that field and try to find clients. Even if it's a freelancing job, your style will grow and it will change over time. And just working with other people on a craft that you're working on changes the environment a lot. So you want to be in that environment so that you know how to work both working as a solo artist and a person in the corporate world. Yeah. So I think that concludes this episode. I think this was a great update. Yeah. Um, Fast, simple, and straight to the point. Love it. Love it. I love it too. (laughs) So I guess we're done for this episode. Yeah. Thank you, you guys. Yeah. And if you guys have any tips and tricks on how to find your own style, let us know. We're so curious about how other creative folks work in the industry, how we find our styles, because we're growing with you guys. Our channel is growing. Our podcast is growing. Our company is growing and we would love the opportunity to grow with you. Yeah. So 
is Min Win and Tammy Win. We're signing out. Bye. Did you know that we have an entire content library for you to learn from? Check out our website for more information. Thanks for tuning in today. The Lightning Rod is powered by the creative folks.